Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom podcast. My name is Yuri, and today we will be talking about healing. There's many kinds of healing. There is a healing of your mind, healing of your heart, healing of your body. There is a, there's an emotional, spiritual, and there is a physical healing. Now, in the Bible, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus came to synagogue and he read this verse. And I want to bring this verse to you today. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to poor. He had set me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to captive and recovering of sight to the blind, to set a liberty them that are bruised. Now, today... I have amazing, amazing friend, fellow pastor, and his name is Pastor Jack Holt. Thank you for being here. You bet. <laughs> I wanted to say you have influenced my life. My church exists because of your ministry. You have healed my marriage and you have completely, there's so many things that I can recall into my own life and looking back how much God used you. It's just it's amazing, and it's and you're a hero. It's like a it's one of those actors. I'm sitting by uh, by Jason Statham in my life, or whoever your actor is. That's that's who you are to me. Well, thank you. That's very kind. And and I, I thank you for your ministry, and I thank you for your heart. Pastor Jack is uh, a pastor in Seattle, Washington. Uh, and the, the church is River of Life. I think it changed a little bit. It used to be River of we Life just call Fellowship. It, we call it the River now. The River now. Yes, that's what it is. And he has um, behind a great man, there is a greater woman, amazing woman. Her, uh, is, uh, her name is Joyce. And they're here in Florida with us spending a little bit of time. He came and blessed our church. So thank you. Thank you again. You bet. Now. Jesus, in this verse that I read, and, and if you wanted to study this verse, it's Luke 4, verse 18. He said five things, and I wanted to set these five things kind of in the row, and then I want to ask many questions that was brought to me by different people about the healing. How do, you, how do I get healed? How do I get to that point? What is the healing of your mind, your heart, and soul? So now, number one, Jesus said, preach good news. Number two, he said healing of the brokenhearted. Number three, he said freedom from ca captivity or bondage, or some kind of addictions. Number four, he said healing to the blind. And we can take that as a physical or a spiritual so you, your heart can see, your mind can see the good news. Number five, he said bring liberty to them that are bruised and announce the year of Lord's favor. That's the year of Jubilee. That's the year of forgiveness of your debt, grace, healing in every area. That is a new start. Your debt is forgiven. You've been born again. You found favor in Jesus. Now, when it comes to our culture, Pastor Jack. Yeah. It's very easy for people to receive salvation, this number one step, the teaching about good news. It's easy to receive good news. I'm saved. Everybody in America that I talk to. Yeah, you're right. They all say I'm saved. I believe in Jesus. When it comes to number two, the healing of the heart, it's a little bit harder because now you have to open your heart and there's some junk in it. You have to you have to get that junk out in order to for Jesus to heal you. When it comes to number three, the freedom from bondage, 
Sometimes it's even harder because this culture is so designed to keep you in the bondage. Right. Porn, lust, anger, unforgiveness, past relationship, whatever that is. Number four, healing, and now physical healing, when he says healing uh, uh, to, to, for people to see, and it could be spiritual, it's even harder now to lead people into, and to believe that Jesus still heals today. They just kind of want a superficial. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then number five, people, you know, to get them to, the, to live in the grace of the Lord. To live and receive the forgiveness every day, to live as a favorite child. It's even harder because people go back to the junk that they know. Can't forget the past. Yeah. So my question to you, how do we minister today in this culture? How do we how do we lead people to this understanding that Jesus can heal your mind, can heal your heart, can heal your past and can lead you into freedom? I believe that one of the keys to this in Scripture is a revelation of the anointing of God. In Jesus' ministry, he didn't start it until he was 30 years old. Mm. And we know that the Word became flesh. We know that he's the Son of God. But there's no miracles recorded until he turned the water into wine, which is when, when he was in his 30s. And that's because he didn't do any miracles until he first received the filling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon him at the water baptism, and that's why he came out of there in power, it said. He returned to the wilderness in power of the Spirit and went around doing good, healing all those that are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The healing power is in the anointing of God. And when you get saved, that anointing comes within you, but you also need the anointing to come upon you. And that's what Jesus did. So when he stood up in his hometown and preached the text that you're talking about, he was telling people that the anointing of God has come on me to deliver you. And the scriptures tell us that Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. And God wants to heal not just the fact that you have sins. He wants to heal you physically, emotionally, all that. And the way you have to do that is the same faith that got you saved is the same faith that will give you the power to get healed. But you have to believe in it. If you don't believe that God will restore your soul, then your soul's going to have problems. When you get born again, your inner man becomes a new creation. But the mind or the soul has to be renewed. And the more you renew it to the word and exercise your faith, the more the supernatural happens. And I think one of the reasons why people struggle with divine healing is because they'll say, well, what about the person that doesn't get saved oh, yeah. or doesn't get healed? Mm -hmm. Well, my question to you is, what about the person that you preached to that didn't get saved? It didn't mean that it wasn't God's will for them to get saved. People, it's a two-way street. You have to receive in faith. And I think a lot of people just need to come to the end of themselves to do that. But I've dealt, seen a lot, of, a lot of healings and things like that. And there's two ways you can get healed. First, you can just go to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And believe you have something that you can't see. Believe you, you're healed based on Isaiah 53, 3 and 4, that by his stripes we were healed. And you can believe for that. And I, I know when I, I've been healed many different ways, but the primary way is just believing what the scripture says.
Here's what I did when I was healed of allergies many years ago. I took a whole bunch of healing verses and I'd go out every morning or evening in Tulsa and I would begin to pray and I pray this. Father, I want to thank you. Your word says you forgive me of all my iniquities and heal all my diseases. Your, your word says that by your stripes I am healed. Your word said that the prayer of faith would save the sick and if you committed any sins, they would be forgiven and God would raise them up. And I would go through all these healing verses and remind God. You would of, say it out loud. I would say it out loud because the Bible talks about confession of the word. But most people, when they think of confession, they think of the confession of sin, which mm -hmm. is a thing that we do as well. But in Hebrews, the two times it talks about confession, it's never about the confession of sins. Mm -hmm. It's about confessing the promises that God gives us. So good. And anyway, so, you, so I did that. Nine months later, I get healed from it. Nine months confessing the word. That's one way that you get healed, and that's probably the primary way. The other way is with the anointing in a service falls in certain ways. In Hebrews, the 12th chapter, or excuse me, uh, 1 Corinthians 12th chapter, it talks about the different manifestations of the spirit. And it, it mentions the gift of faith. But in the Greek, it's the word for, uh, there's two words for another. One is heteros, which means of a different kind. The other one's allos, which means of the same kind. And the word there is of a different kind. So when he says there, that one has an, a manifestation of faith, he's not talking about the faith you got when you got saved. Mm. It's a faith that comes on you when the anointing comes on you. And that's the kind of faith that you tell someone in a wheelchair, take up your bed and walk. And, walk. Wow. Wow. and so without that, you can't do that kind of stuff. How do you, <clears throat> I've, and I've seen this in ministry, you've been in ministry a lot longer than me, but uh, there's, there's sometimes that I've seen the preachers say, well, if when people don't get healed, they just put the burden back upon their shoulders and say, well, you just didn't have enough faith. What do you say to them? Well, I would say that you can't, you can't generalize always like that. It could be the person doesn't have enough faith, but there could be something else. Like, for instance, we know it's God's will to forgive people mm -hmm. and to save them. We know it's God's will to heal people. But what if you're, you're going deliberately out of God's path for your life? The farther you get off course, the less becomes available that God has promised. Absolutely. So if you're in perfect obedience, you're following God the way you, you should be following him. There's more available in Christ because it seems like the farther we get out, the more guilt begins to come into us yeah. and the guilt sabotages our faith. I've seen people that are living very carnally get healed, but they're not the for, for whatever reason, the guilt part of it didn't hold them back. They wanted it so bad or whatever. And so that seems to be one of the reasons why. But never, I'd never tell anybody that this is all your fault. You're not getting healed. I've never seen you. No, I've never seen you. But I've seen it live. I've seen it uh, when people say, well, you just don't have enough faith. You have to get more faith. And, and, and sometimes that's not always the, the case. No, just stand in faith and <clears throat> things take time. Nine months. Yeah. And well, that was for allergies. And then when I had my voice issue, I struggled with it for five years before I got the manifestation. And so sometimes things take time. But here's something that I got a revelation on 
just this year. Mm -hmm. And that is this. When you get saved, you have more than enough faith to move every mountain in your life. You have more than enough faith to get healed. You have more than enough faith to get healed of emotional damage when you give your life to Christ. In other words, God doesn't give you just a little bit and say that's a baby faith. Mm. Because when you believe in Christ, you experience one of the greatest miracles there is. You are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You become... Uh, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, you become a new creation in Christ. You weren't lacking in faith, but here's what happens. We are given the faith that we need to remove every mountain. Amen. But sometimes we use that faith on our fears. We use it on our worries. We use it on our concerns, and then it becomes smaller. Hmm. In Luke chapter 6, verse 18, it says this, They had come to hear him, Jesus, and to be healed. And when I read this, they had come to hear him first, then to be healed. The hearing and healing is, is connected, I, I believe, because your faith comes by hearing, right? Yep. In, as a pastor and in ministry, I've struggled with this. And this is just my struggle, my own struggle. People come to me and want to receive healing in some area right here. They want to jump into maybe a physical healing. They want to jump yep. into area of their healing. But what you see is they need to hear the word of God. They need to put the word of God in them to get heart in the right place, to get their mind in the right place. How do you minister to those people that get, I just want to be healed in this area, but I want to forget all this junk that I have here. I, I believe sometimes before the physical healing, and that's, that's my own belief, Sometimes God, not sometimes, most of the time, God wants to heal your mind, your heart before he, he will take you further. Well, I think in some of those situations you're talking about, people need to realize faith comes from hearing the word of God. It doesn't come from philosophy. It doesn't come from psychology. Mm. It doesn't come from your aunt or your, your sister or your brother who edifies you. It comes from the word. If you can't stand on the word when you're believing in faith, you're not standing in faith. That's so good. Uh, Jesus said this. He said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask what you wish and it shall be given you. John 15, 7. So you should always have a foundation in, of Bible verses for the very thing you're asking for. So if someone comes to you and say, I'm praying for this pastor, you say, okay, what verses are you standing on? He said, well, I'm not standing. I'm just asking God. No, you don't have faith. You can't get the faith until you get the word because faith comes from the word. This, the Bible is God breathed. It's not, or it's not a, another book. It is a God breathed book of 66 <laughs> books put together Amen. that God out of his sovereignty, they all go together. It's powerful. And you have to hear that word in whatever form it may be to get faith. Wow. Now, let me ask you this. Let me go on the radical side a little bit. All right. Some people say, well, you don't need doctors. Jesus is your doctor. You don't. And some people say, well, you only need the doctors. And you have this battle, you know, well, I don't, I, if I'm good, if I go to my doctor and get healed, I don't need to pray, pray to Jesus. How, how do you say, what can you say to that? How do you lead people in that area? I believe that it's absolutely foolishness not to use what God has provided for us in this life that's Amen. available. I believe that, yeah. And I mean, getting physicals every year or, you know, doing a blood tests, all that, that's all, it, it prevents, 
a greater problem from coming. It's a lot easier to stand in faith for something that hasn't metastasized, mm. uh, something that in its early stage, it's easier to believe for. I mean, you have a person that's in stage four cancer. I mean, hey, if they don't get their faith working fast enough, they'll die before the manifestation. So use the doctors. Besides that, uh, all the wisdom that comes into our world, God allows that into our, be our benefit. I've seen radical people that, uh, particularly intercessors, oh, I don't need to go to the pastor, the, the doctor pastor. And, and I say this, well, why? Well, I just don't know. I'm standing, no, no, you're afraid. That's mm. why you won't go to the doctor. You're that is afraid. so good. Yeah. It's fear. And you can't give faith with fear. Wow. And so, and I tell people that say, I received in the service. I say, go show yourself to the doctor. Just like Jesus told the leopards. He said, go show yourself to the priest. In other words, let it be confirmed. Mm -hmm. If it's not confirmed, then keep standing in faith and doing everything you can. Take your vitamins, do your supplements. I want people to, to stay alive. I don't want them to die. And a lot of the problems we have is I had a, a guy who was selling uh, some of our products years ago and he is on a free will one day and he has a heart attack and dies because he had high cholesterol. Wow. I mean, it was so stupid if he just would have went to the doctor and took some pills. It never would have happened to reduce the cholesterol. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Or get on an exercise program. Is there a place, and when I prepare these podcasts, I ask people, what, what would you want to know? What would you want to hear? And, and some people came and said, well, is there a place that I've gone too far? Is there a place that, that I, the point of no return? What would you say to that? In what way point of no return? Mind. My mind is dragging me down into this negative world. I cannot okay. bounce back. I'm locked up in my own mind. Here's the key to overcoming the mind. In Corinthians, Paul said, casting on every thought or imagination and thought that, that, that exalts itself above God. People don't realize that first he puts, he puts it in order. He puts imaginations first, then he puts thoughts second, and all, the, all those ideas that have it exalted itself above God. The imagination, what you picture, controls the rest of your thought life. Mm. So let's say that you keep your mind's going nuts and you keep seeing yourself defeated. You keep seeing yourself uh, with a broken marriage. You keep seeing that. You keep seeing yourself go back on drugs. You have to cast down that imagination with a God imagination, with what the word says. No, I will live and prosper. I will. I, I always tell people, say this, I'm healthy, wealthy, and wise. Amen. I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. I'm seated in heavenly places. And, and, and begin to see that in your mind when you are pursuing your, your dreams and visions. Dr. Cho has the largest church, single church, in the world, preached that years ago, the fourth dimension. And... Uh, it's so true, what you can see in your mind gets into your spirit. And to give you an example of this, Jesus talked about lust. He says, anyone that looks upon a woman to lust for has already committed adultery in his heart. Well, what does he mean? Picturing something mm -hmm. about a woman. 
And that through that imagination, it gets into your heart. Your imagination is like the gateway or the doorway into your heart. And it's the faith of the heart that brings the miracles. And I know we don't walk by what we see physically, but we do walk by what we don't see physical in the word. Mm. You know, that is so good. That is so good. Why is it so important to confess to one another? Because it says confess so you can be healed. It says to hold fast the, your confession for God is faithful that brings the promise to pass. Because when the, the Bible says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And that is science has discovered that is true. That what you say affects your your body. In fact, there was an experiment that they did. And you can try this on your own. You take three pots and you put, uh, or three containers, you put rice in all three containers. And take one of those and begin to say to it, I hate you, I think you're terrible, I can't stand the rice, I can't stand, and talk to it every day. The other one say, I love you, you are great rice, you're incredible rice, I think you're sweet, you're awesome. Yeah. And the last one, don't, do any, don't say anything to it. And here's what will happen within a month. The one that you were cursing, whatever, will we'll have mold, mold, it will stink, it is rotten. The one that you've been speaking love to hardly decays at all. And the one that no one said anything decayed. That's why you had to tell your wife, I love you, baby. You're great. You're awesome. Tell your kids, you're going you're gonna to be great. You're building that love yeah. by saying and saying and saying. You're building it up. And there was another scientist, this in Japan, he did an experiment where he would speak certain words, you know, like Hitler's uh, theology, whatever. And, and he would measure it. He would take pictures of water and the molecular uh, uh, structure of the water would change by what was said. And we're made up in our bodies. How much water? Was it 90, 90 percent or something like that? Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. So what you say affects the water inside. In fact, they did another study and said genetics can literally be changed by two things, your diet and what you say. Wow. Now, that's that's natural. The word just says death and life is in the power of the tongue. So you have to keep speaking life to your body. You got to keep speaking life over your family. You got to speak in life over your career. And it releases that in your life. And you got the anointing. And that's why you hold fast to that confession. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you two. I got two more questions for you. And when I, when I say this question, I don't think you have any fears. I mean, being in your church and, and learning from you and, and just, just, just living on some of your faith that, you, that you've spoken over my life. And I know you don't have any fears. But... But in reality, everybody's got fears. Absolutely. And I, I have to deal with fear just like everybody else. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I want to bring this up, because a lot of people, they, they, separate, they separate preachers and say, well, you're just, you just don't have fears and I do. You, you, you're somewhere up, up here and I'm here. In reality, we're all the same. We all have same fears, same struggles, same everything. If you have a pastor that says, I've never felt like quitting, he's lying to you. <laughs> hey, I, quit. I felt like quitting already twice and or three you, times. And if you have a husband that says, oh, I never felt like this marriage is not going anywhere, he's lying to you. But the difference is when those moments come in your life and you feel like giving up, yeah. when you turn to Jesus and say, no, Lord, 
I am very discouraged, but your word says this. I'm going to cling to your word instead. Amen. It's really how fast do you respond like that? Or, or do you go down the path of negativity and complain and say, we're not going to make it and all that? Or do you stand up and say, we're going to do it? So what would you say today, right now, there's probably people some watching and they're, and they're on, the, on, the, on a ledge. They're, they're right there. Well, do I jump in or am I going to stand, stand and hold on to my fear? What would you say to those people? What is the first step for them to make? Well, I would say this, James, who is the half-brother of Jesus, said this. He said, the double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And he said this, the, don't let that person suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. Now, he's not being brash. He's just simply saying that you can't be double-minded and receive from God. You have to be all in or, forget, or it's not going to work. And let me explain to you what double-minded is. Mm -hmm. My wife likes to shop like most women and she'll buy an outfit or a jacket or something and she'll come home and the tags are still on it and she'll hang it up in the closet. I'll say, well, are you going to keep it? She says, I don't know yet. And she just hang, hang it there and look at it every day and think about it. And then maybe after a couple of weeks, she says, OK, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> the, that's the double mindedness is when you can't decide whether or not you want to actually receive it. You got to say to yourself, I, hey, I'm going to receive what God's word says, that I will prosper, that I will get ahead, that I'm going to have, I'm going to be feeling good in my body. I'm going to have a great marriage. My kids are going to serve. I got to make a decision yeah. to believe his word or not. Because if you're vacillating, it won't work. Well, folks, there you have it. If uh, this podcast touched your heart, if it's if if maybe it's maybe there's some new thoughts starting to 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 come into your mind and saying maybe just maybe just dive all in, dive all in, because if we're we're just standing on that line, nothing will happen like Pastor Jack says. Pastor Jack, thank you so much for being you on bet. this podcast. Thank you for for blessing us. Thank you for bringing your faith here and, and encouraging all of us. Now, please share on all the platforms that, that you're listening from. If you're listening from Spotify, please share it. Please review it. If you're listening on Apple, please do the same thing. And specifically, if this podcast touched your heart, share it with your friends and tell, tell everyone about uh, amazing man of faith, Pastor Jack Hold is. And if you're living in any, any Seattle area and you're watching, I'm from Seattle. If you're watching from Seattle, you better go visit the river in Kent, Washington. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine in you, be gracious to you, turn his face towards you and give you peace.